time for Coffee with the Chicken Ladies, a podcast for people who love chickens. Hey, everybody, and welcome. It's Chrissy and Ollie from Coffee with the Chicken Ladies. We're here, and this is episode number 88 of our podcast, where we talk about everything chicken, family, fun, and more chickens. More chickens. We drink a ton of coffee. I'm talking a ton. But most importantly, we hug chickens every day. And we kiss them, too. Don't forget. We brew coffee from a little coffee house here in Bel Air, Maryland. What kind of coffee are we brewing today? This is the Pacific Rim. Oh, yummy. But it's it's cold brew. It is. It's delicious, too. Summertime cold brew. Mm -hmm. Are you ready to sip some coffee and chat? I am. But first, a word from our sponsor. We have some exciting news to share from our sponsor, Grubbly Farms. This month, you can receive 30% off if you're a first-time buyer. I'm a long-time subscriber, and my flock love the healthy, nutritious treats, plus all products ship free. If you haven't heard, Grubbly's has a fantastic layer pellet and crumble feed. It's packed with plant and insect protein. It's perfect for those picky chickens and ducks. This offer does not apply to subscriptions and cannot be combined with any other discounts. It's a great time to try Grubbly Farms if you haven't yet. Use the code CWTCL30 for 30% off your first purchase. Try it today. Okay, so how are you doing today? Very well. Our exciting news is that we have a new addition. Yes. And I haven't wanted to mention her until now because... Superstition. Yeah, I just feel better when they're feet on the ground safe at home. So Mm -hmm. we got a new sheep. Yay, congrats. Thank you. We got her. uh, She's a Hog Island U. Yeah. Three years old to the same age as our youngest sheep. And she's from the flock at George Washington's Mount Vernon. One of our favorite places. So as always, thank you to Lisa and the amazing staff there. Yeah. And little Phoebe is not having the best of times. Phoebe's very jealous. She's the baby and she doesn't want to give it up. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I I think if she just relaxes, Limpopo will do her own thing and Phoebe will realize that she's still the cuddly little lamb. She's always going to be the baby. Limpopo has amazing wool. Yeah. She's number six in my hand spinners flock. So six beautiful girls growing beautiful wool to make clothing and stuff with. Oh, yeah. So this episode is going to be coming out while I'm in Costa Rica. I'm hoping to see some of those feral chickens running everywhere Uh, there. I've heard you're going to see lots of feral chickens in Costa Rica. I've been there multiple times, but it was before the really over-the-top crazy chicken ladies, Mm -hmm. you know, that I turned into. Before your mild obsession went to a complete obsession. (laughs) Exactly. Uh So (laughs) now I'm like really looking forward to it because I remember the last few times that we've been, you know, you're driving down the road. And you just see 10 chickens beside you running. Oh down the <laughs> so as this comes out, I will be looking for feral chickens. Okay. I want to see photos. <laughs> well, you know, we're going to be Zoom calling constantly. Right. But uh, that's coming up. I can't believe it. The summer is going so fast. Good and bad. Yeah. I mean, it's good to get through the heat. Right. But it's like. You want summer, you're like summer fall, but I don't want to give up my produce and my flowers and, and everything the else. Summer fun and you know, it's supposed to be an easier well, I, life with the kids not in school. Uh, and okay. I was gonna say I love fall fun, but we've been super busy, which is like the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. But man, it's going by fast and it's hot outside. Hey, I'm preferring not to think about that right Everybody, now. Everybody, is it hot where you are? I mean, it is like <laughs> it's pretty hot all around the world right now. Man, it's hot. We were on Zoom with Fiona and she had a 104-degree day last week. Yeah, apparently. She's going to talk about that a little later in the episode, but they set a record. I know. It's crazy. What is going on? I want it to slow down but get cooler. How about that? That would be perfect. Just like 80 degrees so you could go out. And I can deal with 80. 80 would be perfect mm-hmm. with a breeze. Yep. 
The chickens are hating the heat. Oh, and hey, if you're on Instagram, check out our new segment tip of the day. Yeah, we give a little chicken keeping tip every day. You get to see us in our daily bad hair days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and generally, we have a chicken or a prop with us. Something. <laughs> Something. So. But I mean, like... Uh, yeah, we've been having fun making them, and they've gotten a, a really, really good reception. Yeah, and I mean, it's the bad hair, I'm sure. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, course. like, you see us on our every day, and you're going to get good hair days and bad, that's for sure. <laughs> okay, so, if everybody could do me a big favor, if you're listening to the show and you're loving it, head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a written review. It does amazing things for the growth of our show. And while you're there, the other thing that really helps us grow is to hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. You don't have to worry about it. They're there for you so you can download and listen. If you're looking for other ways to support the podcast, you can head over to our Etsy shop and check out the t-shirts we have there. You can visit Patreon, patreon.com slash coffee with the chicken ladies. Check out our levels of membership. And the other thing you can do to help support the podcast is visit our show notes, use our affiliate links, and buy products from our sponsors. Yay! Hey, Chris. Yeah. Do you like subscription boxes? Does it have anything to do with chickens? Of course. Then, yeah. Let me just take a minute to tell you about the Chicken Love Box. If you love goodies for your chickens and you, you need to go to chickenlove.com. I love the Mega Box. Tons of useful products for my flock and a chicken tea for me. You can't go wrong with the chicken tea. They are so cute and so soft. In the June box, I absolutely love the embroidered rooster apron and the egg carton stickers. I love those chicken leg bands with charms and the egg cartons that go with those stickers. Boxes start at $39 a month. They ship immediately after your purchase and shipping is always free. It's such a great deal. Don't wait. Get off the nest and click already. Use the code CWTCL50 for 50% off your first box with at least a three-month subscription. That's chickenlove.com. That's chickenluv.com. Get your subscription today. Have you heard of Strong Animals Chicken Essentials? They make natural supplements for your flock. Strong Animals has used plant-based products and natural approaches to promote the health and vitality of backyard flocks. Their products contain organic essential oils, prebiotics, and other natural ingredients to support the immune system and digestive health. Give your chicks and chickens what they need to thrive with Strong Animals health products. Visit GetStrongAnimals.com today. Time for the Breed Spotlight, yeah. Yeah. This week's Breed Spotlight is... The Rhode Island White. We did not say Rhode Island Red. We, we said, said Rhode Island white. And it's not just a color difference. It's not a color variation. It's a totally different chicken. Right. Did we blow your mind? That's what I want to know. I don't know. We might have. It's a true breed. Yes, it is. As you said, not just a color variation. Where were they created? I'm racking my brain. <laughs> I can't think of it. So they were developed in Rhode Island in the late 1800s. They're a pretty old chicken. Mm -hmm. The foundation breeds, Partridge Cochin, the White Wyandotte, and the Rosecomb White Leghorn. They're considered a dual-purpose breed. And like the Rhode Island Reds, they have that deep chest and the sort of oblong, blocky body. And you know what I noticed? When you have a chicken that has that deep chest and you pick them up, uh -huh. it's so weird because they also have a longer neck that goes with the deep chest. Oh, I never thought about that. When I pick up Spicy, the Rhode Island Red. I know. Spicy is all neck. She's all neck. <laughs> it's definitely a deep chest. Like you're holding a brick. You're like, oh. A brick with a long neck. No one can see me doing that, but I was kind of imitating what she does with her neck. <laughs> but it's definitely a thing. Yeah. 
The lovely Rhode Island White was accepted into the American Poultry Association Standard of Perfection in 1922 in the American class. They're currently in the threatened category of the Livestock Conservancy's Boo poultry hiss. conservation list. Hiss. Yeah. So, kind of interesting. They enjoyed a period of popularity in the UK after a group of them were exhibited at the Crystal Palace show in London in 1913. Well, I could see that. If you're showcasing the Crystal Palace, man, people are going to be like, I want this chicken. That was a really big poultry show. Oh, um, yeah. The one in the Crystal Palace. Yeah. And you see it referenced all the time when you're reading, well, when I'm reading poultry history books, not that the rest of the world is that geeky. So, Lewis Wright. Oh, God. Here we go, Lewis again. Lewis has made a good showing lately. He has made a lot of good showing. But Lewis Wright notes that there was a lot of complaining among the poultry fanciers who thought that, number one, the Rhode Island White had no right to the Rhode Island name. Even though they were developed in Rhode Island. Okay, Lewis. He didn't say that. Oh, he just noted it. He just noted it, right? Okay. It's kind of silly. Rhode Island Red, yes, it came first, but. It doesn't mean that's the only chicken that can come from Rhode Island, man. The other thing that people complained about, they thought that there would be too much confusion over the pure white breeds in the U.S. at that time if there were one more. Well, if you look at pictures of this chicken, all white chickens can somewhat resemble each other. There's only so much. Its body shape is different and the comb is much different. Well, right. It's a rose comb. And so you have the white Plymouth Rock, which is a straight comb, and you have the white Wyandotte, which is a rose comb, but is a pretty big chicken. Yeah. So there was a lot of belly aching about the fact that they were called Rhode Islands and the fact that it was yet another pure white chicken in the American class. Oh, boo, hiss. Who cares? It's a white chicken. White chickens are beautiful. Talk about a first world problem. There's one right there. Yeah, way back in (laughs) 1922. So there are still some farms out there in the U.S. that maintain flocks, but not enough. Okay. Like the Rhode Island Red, one of the things that has kept them around is that they've been used as parent stock for industrial hybrid chickens. Shocker. Yeah. They have leghorn in them, Mm -hmm. so they're going to have that fantastic laying ability. Right. They have the wine dot, which gives them the size. They have the coaching for personality. Right. So this chicken is a perfect chicken to breed with other chickens to get good breeds. Yeah, it does make sense, doesn't it? It does make sense. They are, not surprisingly, a large breed. Oh, yeah. Those roos come in at about eight and a half pounds, and the hens are about six. That's a pretty good size chicken. That's pretty good size it is, yeah. Yeah. They are completely white in color. Yellow legs. Yellow legs, red earlobes, and... The rose comb. That rose comb. And it's a small rose comb, it's like the small. Dominique, right? It's not like the gigantic red cap comb. Well, that's what I was saying before. If you look up pictures as we're talking or whenever you can, it doesn't even look like a comb on some of the pictures. It's so small. Yeah, yeah. You could almost think it's a pea comb from a distance. It's a different body shape than the leghorn. Uh-huh. It's a different comb than the leghorn. doesn't right. resemble it. What it reminds me a little bit of is our heritage Delaware, but with a small comb. And without the markings. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's pure white. But the body shape more resembles the yeah, heritage I can see Delaware. That. Mm-hmm. Actually, I thought there was a lot of similarity between them except for the comb. Yeah. I do think they resemble the white Wyandotte. Oh, yeah, the body closely. shape. But if you put them side by side, you can see differences. For one thing, Wyandots are pretty laced and the white isn't. Well, but right. That's a good point. Most of the Wyandots that people want are, are the laced. ones that are laced. Yeah, exactly. That's so, why they want them. Yeah. They are known to have those gentle, calm personalities. Coaching. Coaching, right. (laughs) And they are reasonably hardy in both heat and cold. They're good foragers, but here's the thing. Any white chicken out there is going to need sun protection while free-ranging. Oh, yeah. They are a target. If you think about this, (laughs) we always talk about our friend Penny when she talked to us from Happy Days Farm. She said she loves her white chicken against the green grass, Uh and so do predators because it's easy to spot them. Oh, yeah, yeah, it really is. So you need to protect them while they're out foraging. The only thing that would camouflage them is snow. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think the girl would be out that much yeah, in the snow, no. though. But yeah, they yes. are targets. They're beautiful. But I mean, especially for aerial, for all predators, but especially aerial predators. It's like a target. It is like a big white moving target on the ground. Exactly. Yeah. So your hens are good layers of large brown eggs. That's so funny to me. Because like, I'm thinking Leghorn, white chicken with brown eggs. It's I guess the Cochin and the Wyandotte yeah. went out there. Yeah. Yeah. They're not Mediterranean, so they're going to lay brown eggs. Right. About 200 to 250 per year. Very good layers. Yeah. So if you want a larger chicken, a fuller body chicken, but has good laying qualities because of that Leghorn in there, mm-hmm. this might be a chicken for you. Yeah. They don't usually go broody either. That's another good thing. Usually the larger chickens are broody, uh-huh. broody monsters. They always want to go broody. I guess in that case, the Leghorn won out over the other ones. <laughs> I know. Leghorns are like, I am never sitting on an egg. I'm going to lay an egg and I'm going to get out of there and that's it. I make that thing. I'm not sitting on it. Well, yeah, why would I sit on it? The chicks are these classic little fuzzy yellow babies. They're adorable. That's the best thing about white chickens. Yeah. They're always yellow chicks. Yeah. We got our Delawares from McMurray. Oh my God, they were ridiculous. They were so yellow and fluffy, but their head shape was different. It was like a square marshmallow head. They had these huge heads, and it was next (laughs) to the Andalusians. They were so cute. Oh, my God. The only way I could describe it, I've said this multiple times, but it is true. They're like the chick on Hop, the kids' movie for Easter, that wanted to take over the Easter Bunny's job. I guess people who have seen this know what you're talking about. Yes, I'll know. And his head is kind of square. I remember the whole way home from picking them up from your house. Sophia was like, this head is like a marshmallow. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> they're so cute. Nothing's better than yellow fuzzy I chicks. know. They're so cute. They're just adorable. The Rhode Island White makes a great pet chicken, a really, really good layer, and they make a great homestead breed. Yeah. You can't go wrong with any of them. So if you like the American class of chickens, this is a great addition to your flock. And if you want a chicken that is born, bred, developed, everything from the USA, yeah. this is your that, girl. The American class, absolutely. And they will do pretty well in a mixed flock. They have a pretty laid back personality. Thanks to that coaching in there really puts in that chill personality. And it's one of the few chickens that is a white chicken that lays a brown egg. Yeah. And so if you're looking for another really neat heritage breed chicken that you don't see a lot, check out the Rhode Island White. So let's tell everybody where they can find these chickens. You can check the Livestock Conservancy's Breeders Directory, but most of the major hatcheries carry them. Yeah. So just Google. If you just Google Rhode Island White Chicks, you will get some hits. And they're on the threatened category. So this is really sad to me. We really pay attention to these chickens on these lists. And there's not a lot of chickens on the good list of like thriving. That's what I want to be the list, thriving. Well, thriving is still hybrids. Your hybrid breeds are still what are thriving. I know. And it's the mixture of the heritage breeds. And here, think about this, everyone. Without these heritage breeds, you will not be able to get a hybrid because this is how they're making them. Well, not only will you not be able to get a hybrid, if the genetics of the hybrids devolve to the point where they're having serious issues, genetically speaking, yeah, you can't fix that without the heritage breeds. We were talking a while back to Ginger from McMurray Hatchery, and basically what she says is from overbreeding and overbreeding and mixing and breeding, some of the eggs, they're not fertile They're totally anymore. not viable anymore, yeah. And then the chickens don't even lay eggs. And then when they do, there's no babies in there. Right. So we have to keep these heritage breeds alive. I get it. Hybrid breeds are great, but have some heritage breeds along with Absolutely. them. Absolutely. Do a good mix. Yeah. A mixed flock is awesome. Yes. That is the American Rhode Island White. And if you have them, send us pictures. Yes, please. We'll give you a story. We love giving stories out on Instagram. I'm like, here's a story for you. Here's a story for you. Please send us your story. Yeah, one of our listeners sent us a picture of her Brabanter. I love it. So, so cute. They really are. 
Roosties proudly sponsors Coffee with the Chicken Ladies. If you're raising chicks or keeping chickens, take a look at Roosties' store on Amazon.com. We've personally tested their products and we're huge fans. They have their famous nesting pads, those fantastic chick water and feeder kits, do-it-yourself port feeder kits, water or nipple, and water or cup kits. And you don't even need to drive to the stores. They're all available for prime delivery on Amazon.com. Visit Amazon.com and check out the Roosties range or follow the link in our show notes. Okay, so we're going to move on to the main topic. Yeah. Yeah. This week, we're talking with Fiona. It's our monthly roundtable with Fiona. and We recently had a company send us some coops, so mm-hmm. we're going to give you our review, and Fiona's going to share her review. Coffee with Fiona. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Nope. Did I get it? Yeah, did I, get it? I did. It's perfect. <laughs> hey, yep. Fiona, how are you doing today? Oh, busy, busy, busy. Knee deep in chicks, as we said last time. Marshmallow is broody again. Oh, my God. I know. She's amazing. She's doing such a good job. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, I need to be a mommy all the time. Give me, give me babies. Come on. (laughs) Well, she left her babies a while ago. And it was interesting because she was trying to brood in the coop where her babies were. And she'd already made them independent. So she was actually trying to chase them out the coop. Yeah. She's like, hurry up, grow up so I can get more babies. It really was entertaining. Well, it wasn't for the babies, clearly, but they're doing ever so well. They are so friendly, her Uh chicks. When I say chicks, they look like mini adults now. But there's one who likes to sit on my arm, so she gets food all on her own. That's nice. Uh Uh-huh. You have a lot of really cool reels out there right now. I always say to everyone, go over and follow Fiona, the flute lady, because her reels with the babies and they're sitting on her and doing everything are really cool. I love watching your videos. We watch them all the time. We love them. So, Oh, and don't forget Little Rhubarb by our cream leg bar. Yeah. who's raising seven Orpingtons. Oh my is- God, that is the cutest <laughs> thing ever. That's awesome. So I love rhubarb. Leg bars have just landed right square in the middle of my heart. I wanted them for several years, but I did not expect to fall in love with the leg bars the way I have. They are, they are so full of personality, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They are oh, just yes. absolutely wonderful to keep. And they are absolutely so friendly, adorable. but they are so curious as well. Oh, I yeah. mean, everyone I mean- says that they're flighty, but that just... Not that they're unfriendly. They just live life at 100 miles an hour. Well, I have yeah. a supermodel living in mine. Peggy is. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And herself that way. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, we're welcoming Fiona back for our roundtable this month. We're going to be reviewing some coops that each of us have mm-hmm. through some different companies. So, we're going to talk about Roost and Roots Urban Chicken Coop. And we're going to be talking with Fiona about Nestera, which is a chicken coop company in the UK and newly over in the US. Yeah, they've just launched in the US as well. Roost and Root is a company that is a US-based company that makes all different kinds of really beautiful coops. They're based in Austin, Texas. They have walking coops. They have duck mm-hmm. coops. They have all different kinds their, of designs. They're kits. So they have a lot of gorgeous wooden coop kits that ship throughout the U.S. This one is a little different. It is a little different. It's their brand new design, which we both own, and it's called the Urban Chicken Coop. So it's designed for someone who may be in an urban area who has a little bit of smaller amount of space who would like to keep just a few chickens. And I would go a little further and say this is a really good coop to use in a sheltered area. It's a very unusual design. I've not seen anything like that design before. 
It is extremely contemporary. I think it really lends itself to a warm weather situation. I agree. Because most of the outside of the coop is formed by hardware cloth. What we know about hardware cloth is hardware cloth is extremely predator proof, for lack of a better way of saying it. Hardware cloth is really tough for predators to get through. Mm -hmm. It's one of the best things that you can use. Mm -hmm. I know these coops aren't available in the UK, but for UK listeners, we call it weld mesh. Weld mesh, okay. Roost and Root recommends that you don't depend on it for predators bigger than 60 pounds. Right. So that could be a large dog if you live in an area with bears. That's a little scary. So I agree with you. It would be best suited in a warm weather climate. And it has such a unique design to it. So if you're standing above it and you're looking down on the top of the coop, it's an oval shape. And it's meant to follow the lines of an egg. It's the shape of an egg. It is. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing that makes it unique. And so, again, it's very contemporary. So the top is this egg shape. It's a little higher in the front than the back. Then there's a middle egg ring, and your roost sits right about there, and then the bottom ring. So when you look at it, it's very contemporary. Yeah. (laughs) You come back to that. It's very contemporary. Yeah. What we found with this one, and which I'm using it for, is a very good integration coop for babies a hospital coop within your run, or a timeout coop within your run. Mm -hmm. So that if you need to separate someone and have shelter for them so that they can feel like they're part of the flock, but still in an enclosed area that is different from the rest of the flock, this is a great solution for them. Mm -hmm. There is no bottom to it. It sits on dirt or grass or whatever substrate you want to put it on. It's a good opportunity to get maybe some babies used to eating grass. And it has stakes that come along so that you can stake it down into the ground. It is rated up to 40 miles an hour for wind. In our experience, you want to use extra long stakes to hold it down. definitely. Because of our loamy ground. And sometimes we do get a violent storm that has hurricane force winds. We know about this because one of my chicken runs was destroyed by a storm with a tree falling on it. Those things are possible. The other thing that we really like about this coop is the built-in waterer and feeder. Those are super nice. You can add the feed in for your chicken and the water. The capacity to put a little heater in the automatic waterer in the winter is really nice to keep the water warm. Mm -hmm. It is also movable if you're looking to move it around a bit. It might be a very useful coop if you need breeding pens. If you want to keep grow outs. So it looks as if you you say it's got weld mesh. So the hardware cloth, that's what you call it, isn't it? Around the outside. It's got a wooden roost, a wooden perch. But what's the nest box actually made of? Is that plastic? It is. It's a polymer. A lot of the components for this coop were created on industrial 3D printers. 3D printers. That Roost and Root has invested in. And so it's pretty revolutionary that way. Yeah. And it can ship in one box because the polymer is lighter weight. So you essentially sort of build this unit that has the nest nest box box with a nice nest box pad in it. And then the automatic water and feeders go down the sides of that. That interjects into the coop itself. So that's removable. Mm -hmm. All right. All of that can come out. And in fact... I like this coop as a quarantine coop, especially if you are going to have a stretch of good weather. There are storm panels that can attach, and they have lots of good ventilation. But if you live in an area of the U.S. with extreme climate, I want to make sure if you're using this as a quarantine coop that you're going to have a stretch of good weather. 
One thing to note though, if you're using this coop as a hospital coop, once your birds are in it, it's not easy to take them out to medicate right away. So you can either wait for them to roost at night and you can lift them down off the coop to medicate them that way. Or you can pick up and remove the nest box the, and the nest feeders. box unit. You can pull all of that up and out. So. Or if they walk out the back door, then you're golden. Right, right. That does have a door, a circle door at the back where they can walk in and walk out with a sliding door in there. The wood that is used with this coop is top quality cedar. So many people have trouble saying, I have somebody who's bullying this chicken. What do I do? This is a perfect solution mm -hmm. if you have this inside your run because it's clear everybody's together, but they're separate. Mm -hmm. And you can have the food and water in there. They can roost in there. They can have a nest box all in there. And it kind of solves your problem of keeping everybody together, but separate. I like that component of it. Right now, I'm using it as integration area next to my run so that the big girls can see the babies in there and they do have ample space. The yeah, Andalusians I can see it being really useful in that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Andalusians are loving the roost and the roost is actually movable. So if you did want to have a couple of heavyweights in there, you could simply move the roost down. You can put it where it. you want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah. great. A couple of things we think are fantastic that are really, really well done. The automatic water and feeder. Yes. And the fact that because these are modular parts, if you have a problem, they're really easy to switch out and replace. This company is amazing for customer service. First of all, the people who own it, Diane and Monty, are really beautiful people and they do a lot of good work. They're extremely responsive. If you have a problem, they're there to help you with it. They're there. And if you need new parts, there's going to be no issue. They're shipping them right out to you. And they're there on the phone line to help you along mm -hmm. and say, okay, let's look to see what you're doing. They're an amazing company that way. We spoke with Diane over at Roost and Root after we had our coops and we put them together. We wanted to know how she was using them on the farm. And she mm -hmm. has multiple coops set up with chickens going in and out. Mm -hmm. And she was telling us a lot of the people who are purchasing them, some of them are using them for bunnies, which is a great idea. Yeah, that's really neat. Speaking of bunnies, bunnies are super popular with homesteaders here right now. Are you finding that in the UK too, Fiona? Yeah, very much so. It's becoming really, really popular. I see lots of people talking about how to care for bunnies and how to stop them creating a warren and digging down underneath <laughs> there. <laughs> They're super cute. And this coop would be great for it. Yeah, I, I could see where that would be. It would be a neat use for it. It yeah. would be. She also told us that a family member of hers is using it as a rooftop coop. I love that. I, I love that idea. Yeah. Basically, they take a big galvanized container with dirt and grass on the bottom and mm -hmm. put the coop inside, leveled it, staked it down, and then put the chickens in. Cool. If you have a very small space, it's awesome for that. The other thing about the storm panels, we talked to Diane and she has a lot of people who are using just the top, even in the summer, for shade. Okay. So you can add the storm panels in the summer. She told us they can go on year round if you feel more comfortable with mm -hmm. it. Still offer excellent ventilation right. for everything. And the storm panels are really a good thing. The fact that they block the sun also yeah. can be very helpful yes. for wherever you put this. Mm -hmm. The food and water, one of the benefits, you can leave your chickens for two days mm -hmm. or so, and they can have ample amount of food and water. Say that you have to go away for one night, they're going to be taken care of. The other good thing is if you have trouble with instructions, that's me. I'm not a person who likes written instructions. I am more <laughs> visual. So when Joe and I are putting the coop together, they have a video on YouTube shows Monty putting the coop together. Mm -hmm. So you can follow him step by step. We would watch a step 
go out and do it. Mm -hmm. Come back and watch it again. And it's a great accompanying to the written instructions. Both of those things are available to you. Mm -hmm. The price point is around $750. Right. It's under $1,000, so if you can only have two or three hens, mm -hmm. this might be a coop for you. Yeah, take a look at it. Go over to Roost and Root. The other good thing about this coop that I really like is it's lightweight and movable. So if you want to mm -hmm. take it from one area to the other, mm -hmm. you can. It was easy for Joe and I to carry. Right. If you want to put it in one run for a while and then you need to move it to a different run if you have yeah. multiple situations. Or if you have a chicken that you need to keep in your garage for a while, Gertie. There you go, Gertie. You have a place that they can sleep at night and they can be safe. The other thing is there's very low maintenance on this coop. And excellent ventilation, too. The ventilation is excellent. We recommend you go check it out and see if it's something that would work for your needs. You're going to need somebody to put it together with you. And according to the website, according to Bruce and Root, you're going to need to set aside at least a half a day. Mm -hmm. If you're not an experienced together. builder, you might want to take a little longer time than that. Because the design is a little contemporary, mm -hmm. so it's going to take you a little time to get used to putting it together. Uh -huh. I would be watching the YouTube hours. videos. I must admit, yeah. I would watch the YouTube videos. Yeah, the video was together. a lifesaver. The video was a lifesaver. I love the fact that that's available for people like me who don't do well with written instructions to be able to watch it and then say, okay, let's do it. We will put some pictures and videos of yep. our chickens in it. Let's see Gertie it's making herself at home. It's such a cute design. And I have Gertie in there for a little while and the babies. So they're enjoying it. They love that automatic feeder. It was fun to watch them. It's mm -hmm. wide open so you can see them. It makes them highly very visible. visible. Yeah, very visible. And I loved watching them eat and drink out of the automatic feeders. It's also very quickly shipped. So if you need something pretty quick and you only have two or three chickens, this might be the one for you. So there you have it. That is the Urban Coop from Roost and Root. Fiona? I've got an alternative. Tell us all about it. We've got an Astera Coop. They are a UK manufacturer. They have amazing credentials here. Their coops are 100% recycled plastic. Their eco credentials are amazing. They use green energy for the manufacture. They have a near zero waste process. So Ooh. during the manufacturing process, even the waste from that processing gets gathered up and gets used again as well. It's wow. absolutely superb. You won't see any other plastic coop manufacturer doing the same thing. And unlike other coops, I've yet to come across this with any other coop manufacturer, 25 year warranty. I saw that. That's amazing. I say again, 25 year now, warranty. Is, is that on parts or the entire thing it's the coup it's the parts it is a 25 year warranty and the customer service is amazing they are yeah. really really good Nestea would do free same day shipping providing your orders placed before 3 p.m eastern standard time and even though they're a uk manufacturer they now have a facility in cincinnati that they ship from so you're not waiting for it to come from over the Atlantic. It's being <laughs> shipped from in the US. My understanding is they ship to everywhere in the US apart from Alaska and Hawaii. So okay. the continental US, yeah. Yeah. And my understanding is at this point, there are two coupe models available in the US. Yeah, we have the one called the ground coupe, which is very low to the ground. 
we've used it as a brood coop. So mm. Frankie had her chicks in there and she has done a fantastic job. And the only reason that she has now left that coop is not because the, the chicks are old enough. It's because the chicks decided to go and play with chocolate chicks who were hatched on the same day. And Frankie, unfortunately, had to follow her chicks. So we've now got licorice in the Nistera coop and she's <laughs> brooding. So we're going to have more chicks in there. Honestly, for brood hens, we found it absolutely amazing. It's done a great mm. job. There's two sizes. There's a small and a large size. The smalls are two to three hens and the large is four to eight hens. But they've got another model as well, which is a raised coop which actually is a really quite pretty coop. It's raised up and it comes with optional wheels. So you can move it around if you want to. So it can be quite a mobile coop too. I love But that. do you know the best thing about them? What's that? Maintenance free. We've had wooden coops up till now and I'd always avoided going for a plastic coop because, you know, I saw the price and it's more than no wooden coops. But the Nistera coops aren't unreasonable in the prices at all. But the amount of maintenance we've done on the wooden coops, I mean, the Nistera coops, 25-year warranty. So we're not going to have to maintain them for 25 years. We know that they're going to be okay for that length of time. We've yet to have a wooden coop which hasn't needed significant overhauling within a five-year period. I mean, we have to treat them every year anyway to make sure that the wood has preservative on it. But we've had to replace panels. We've had to replace doors. We're not going to have to do that with Nisteria Coops. And because the plastic, the red mite resistant. And, you know, with the temperatures we've been having, red mite, northern foul mite, all of these things have become a lot more prevalent. Yeah. And with plastic coops, it's a lot more resistant. There's less crevices for them to hide in. And to be quite frank, even if you did get them, you just jet wash the whole thing down. Mm, right. You yeah. take the bedding out and you get a jet wash out and that solves the problem. Yeah. Just I love it. Right off. Yeah. I love a coop that's easy to do that and easy to take apart and clean. That's lovely. You can fit auto openers to the doors as well. So oh. if you want to lie in and still have your chickens coming out in the morning, or if you want to have an evening out, but want to be sure that your chickens are going to be closed up at, at dusk, you can fit that auto opener and that will do the job for you. There's a coop cam you can get and put inside. And if you go to my Instagram, you'll see lots of great footage of Frankie with her chicks in there. Oh, in fact, fantastic. look at hashtag Frankie Watch. You can see <laughs> Frankie's journey in this in the stereo coop. It's meant that I could be working miles and miles away, look at an app on my phone and just check that she's okay. And that nothing's going wrong. Now, is the coop cam electric or battery powered? You can have a solar panel to attach onto the side of the coop. So it's powered up on a solar panel. Or you can actually take it down and plug it in to recharge it. It works really well. So you don't need to have electricity out there to run the cam? No, you will need a Wi-Fi connection though, because the camera will need to be connected to Wi-Fi. Because otherwise, how can you actually look at it exactly. on an app on your phone? Because it needs to be able to pick up some kind of signal. Exactly. I think that's the case with pretty much all of the barn cameras that are out there now. Yeah. As yeah. long as you have that's Wi-Fi. Standard, yeah. yeah. It's got night vision on it as well. Nice. Really? That's fantastic. Yeah. And you can press a button and it turns a light on in the coop. So actually on night vision, if there's something which you're not quite sure about, you can turn a light on from the coop cam 
in the, the coop and you get the full colour image coming up and it's really good resolution so you can really see what's going on. I'm loving that. Yeah. So how hard is it to put together? Unbelievably easy. There were only two connections that they actually use. So they've got like a, a little plastic clip, which goes through holders. So basically your panels slot together and you put these clips in to hold it in place. And wow. any panel which you would want to remove on a regular basis, they use the linchpin. And it's essentially just a metal rod with a ring. And so all you do is you pull the ring back to release it and then pull the metal pin out. Really, really simple. It couldn't be easier. And that's for your nest box roof, for example, for your roof itself, and actually for the back panel. So there's three ways of getting in. I'm talking about the ground coat, which we've got. So we can take the back panel off to get full inspection and to nice. check on, well, checking on licorice at the moment with her <laughs> eggs in there. You can take the roof off completely. So if you need to get in to lift them out that way, and it's easier for you to lean over rather than crouch down and pick up the chicken, you could do it that way. Or there's the nest box itself. You can take the lid off there if you're just collecting eggs. And of course, there's the door as well. Lovely. So, so one of the issues that we tend to have here in the U.S. with plastic coops is that they can be just dreadfully hot at night when you go to close your chickens in. And we know that you've been having ridiculously high temperatures in the U.K., so how are you finding the plastic coop is working with these terrible temperatures? We've actually found it's really good because the thickness of the plastic is nine mil, which is about three eighths of an inch. Okay. So it is very thick, which means that it's not going to heat up a tremendous amount compared to the outside temperatures inside. Okay. And it also means that in the really cold temperatures, it's not going to get really cold inside either. So it's fairly temperature stable. We had record-breaking temperatures this week. Yeah. So we had the highest recorded temperatures ever in the UK, 40 degrees. And we're actually five miles from where that temperature was recorded. Oh. Yeah. So in those kind of temperatures, we were going to have to do something else inside mm -hmm. the coop because with fans, we'd just be circulating hot air. But it wasn't acting like a radiator inside, which you can get with some other plastic coops. With this, it was fairly stable inside, but I was adding frozen water bottles. If we didn't have a broody hen inside the coop who couldn't go outside, I wouldn't have bothered mm -hmm. because the temperature inside wasn't significantly high for me to That's be concerned. That's the other question I have about the ventilation. How is the ventilation with the coop? There is a really large door, which is like a pizza cutter shape, okay. which is okay. really good. And then there are ventilation holes on the side, which you can close or open fully. Nice. So, oh, and, nice. Yeah, and they actually have a really large aperture compared to a lot of other coops. So there's an opportunity to let quite a bit of air in. And if you're really worried about it, you can always take the roof off the next box temporarily or prop open the roof on one side if you really wanted to. But even at 40 degree heat, we didn't find that necessary. I say again, the only reason we were putting frozen water in is because licorice could not go outside because yeah. she was not going to leave her eggs. We do use the frozen water bottle or ice pack method with our plastic coops. 
And I'm assuming that with that three-eighths of an inch thick panels, the Nestera is extremely well insulated. So if yeah. you did pop ice in there, it's going to bring your temperature down significantly. Right. Yeah. I mean, since we've had it, we've had some fairly low temperatures mm -hmm. and we've obviously had the highest recorded temperature in the UK. And we have had no concerns about the chickens who have been inside that Nestera. I'm totally sold. I mean, I hope you can hear that. <laughs> We've actually said we're not buying any other wooden coops at all. We are going wow. to, over time, as the wooden coops are completely retired, we are going to replace them all with these Nestera coops because I, we are so impressed. This has been so much fun talking about these different types of coops. And it, it's kind of all in what your personal needs are. So do yeah. yourself a favor and go on both websites and look at the coops and see what fits best for where you are and what you want to do. All excellent choices. We'll have these websites and the links on our show notes. So we'll have Roost and Root, which is a U.S.-based company in Austin, Texas. And we'll have Nestera's link also on our show notes so that you can get to both and check out both of these coops. If you're in the market for a coop, I think it's really worth taking the time to make some notes about what you're looking for. Exactly. The features you need in a coop. Yeah. And, and where and, you live very yes. much, you know, what do you need? Because if you're in a small urban garden with a very small enclosed space or a rooftop location is, mm -hmm. is all you've got, the root and roost might be suitable for you. Yeah. Right. But if you want eco-credentials, if you want the opportunity to have a larger coop as well and more chickens, and if you want something which is going to outlast most of us, I mean, I'm not a young person anymore. <laughs> These Nostera coops are going to outlast me. You want something that's going to last a long time. You're going to keep it a long time. And Nostera may be the way forward. Yeah. yeah. The designs are completely different. So like Holly Ann said, Very much so. going in and looking at your area, what your weather's like, what your space is like, how many chickens you like, what you need. And I mean, what you yeah, need. What and you then need. going on, we always say this, it's like a destination, going on these websites. Roost and Root is excellent. They have all different price points. It starts at the $749 and you can get a, a mansion of a coop up to multiple thousands of dollars that are absolutely beautiful, all cedar made. And we've talked to Diane before on one of our episodes. And then Nestera, if you want to be environmentally aware of different things in this recycled plastic, it's all an, an individual and what you're looking for. And I will say, as someone who owns a lot of wooden and a lot of plastic coops, yeah. I love my wooden-built Amish coops. Absolute, oh, my God, Absolutely yes. love them. You will pry them from my cold, dead hands. But nothing beats the ease of cleaning and maintenance of a plastic coop. And that right there is one of the reasons why I'm such a huge fan of them. They're so easy to clean. We are going to be joining Fiona in her endeavor in working with Nestera. We do have the coops. They will be being put up and built when my new run is built. Our Nestera coop will be in there along with our Amish-built and I think it's going to be a great comparison because I've got the ground coop. And actually, mm -hmm. if any of the listeners want to see the ground coop, how easy these coops are to put together and what it actually looks like, we've got a YouTube video, which I believe you're going to put in the show notes. Yes, absolutely. Yes. But you guys have got the raised coop, which yes. is the other design. So actually, from your Insta, it's going to be a great thing for the listeners to see the two different types. And yeah. we also have the Roost and Root Urban Coop. So you can Absolutely. come on our Instagram and see that coop in action. Also, you're going to be seeing all different kinds. We're so excited to be joining Nestera and working with you, Fiona. If you get swayed by the Nestera design, there's a 10% discount code. 
So if you go to our YouTube review video, use the link in the description to the Nisteria US shop. Or if in the UK, use the UK link or the EU, use the EU link and then add code ECL at checkout and you get a 10% discount of everything that Nestera offer on their That's website. a great value. That is a great value. And check out our Instagram for pictures and videos of the Roost and Root Urban Coop. When we rebuild my run, we will put up the Nestera Coops that we have. We're so excited. So you can see everything on our Instagram and see it in action and get to see what you like and what you need. And that's the whole point of this. We'll have everything on our show notes. Thank you again, Fiona. We are so excited to be working with you here. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. See you soon. Bye. We just want to thank Fiona one more time. We love when we have our monthly roundtables with her. And just as a reminder, check out Fiona's YouTube channel, English Country Life. You'll see her Nestera videos up there, as well as a ton of other chicken education material. It's great. Don't mm-hmm. miss it. Okay, so let's move on to cracking the eggs. Cracking those eggs. For this week, we want to go back and revisit something, but switch it. And I'm going to use my word, swizzle it for a little bit. Well, the reality is eventually we're going to be doing lots of variations of different food. So this is about the time of the year that you are going to be thinking about this. If you're Joe, you think about deviled eggs all year <laughs> round. But picnic deviled eggs and different varieties of deviled eggs. You can change up your recipe. You can totally change the flavor. I like to experiment with deviled eggs. Oh, quick tip. Yeah. To get a hard-boiled egg with the yolk right in the middle to make pretty deviled eggs, yeah. shake it up before you put it in the pot to boil. Exactly. I always store my eggs point down, right? but you do have to move it or else you're going to have that yolk point down once you hard-boil. Yeah, and it does not make a pretty egg. You end up with one of the egg white walls that's pretty thin and yeah. I mean, the deviled egg is going to taste the same, but it's not so easy to handle. Yeah. Sometimes I'm jealous of people who make these all the time beautiful deviled eggs. Yeah, I'm like, how pipe- do you do this? I have a really nice piping set from my years of cake decorating, but yeah. I'm lazy, man. <laughs> I don't want to pull that thing out. You're like, I just got to put this in here so I can eat it. And then I have to wash the bag. <laughs> <laughs> I got to wash this bag. Forget that. Give me a spoon. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's about what it comes down to. Okay. So the first thing you're going to do for deviled eggs is you're going to hard boil your eggs. There's different times you can do it of how you like it. So our first variation is the lemon dill. The dill is exploding in my garden right now. It's blooming. So it's got those you're big... You're supposed to bring me some today. Oh, shoot. Well, that's okay. You'll be here tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the lemon dill is really nice. Yeah. You can use freshly squeezed lemons are obviously ideal. You can use lemon juice from concentrate if you need to. It's still going to brighten up that taste. Yeah, for I sure. love these and now I want them with a glass of Prosecco. You can use dried dill. There's nothing wrong with that. Literally, it's exploding in my garden. And so we've been looking for ways to use it. Yeah. So you're going to do your classic deviled egg with your mayo. You're just going to snip the fresh dill or the dried dill on it, and you're going to mix in about a tablespoon of lemon juice. Yep. That's it. That's it. It has this bright, delicious taste. This is what I like to do this time of the year. When your herbs are exploding this time of the summer, <laughs> this is my thing, an Italian deviled egg. Ooh. Take all the herbs that are exploding and just put them in that egg yolk with the mayo and make an Italian deviled egg. I would love it with just basil on its own. Yeah, you could even do one leaf on top. That would be like your basil taste. But mix in your thyme, your oregano, and then make an Italian deviled egg. I guess you could just put all the herbs in the food processor and make almost like a chimichurri sauce. Exactly. With a little bit of olive oil. Yeah, mix it up with the yolk. Oh, my heavens, that sounds good. 
with some black pepper on top. That's going to be our second variation. Instead of paprika, yeah, black pepper. Oh, that sounds so good. Would white work? White pepper white would pepper? work. Yeah, yeah, either one. Sure. Our third variation, dill pickle. We love dill it's pickles. It's all about the dill right now. <laughs> Pickles and dill in the summer, yes. I mean, you can be super lazy and just get a really nice jar of dill relish. You could just take the juice from the pickles yeah. and pour it in there. Yeah. And then slice up some pickles really small. Ooh, I like that. Throw that in, make it a little chunky. And it would be great with dill pickle, but what about bread and butter pickles? Yeah, you could change the taste up. Ooh, I like this a lot. Yes. And then when you're craving pickles and eggs, there you go. Yeah, you're right on it. Pickles and eggs. There Good you for go. me with Prosecco. Or rosé, actually. A nice rosé. I bought a bottle of rosé the other day. Hot damn. I'm really sounding like this crazy wine lady over here, but no, it's summertime. one of us drink that much. You can tell we're tired, like we've been working hard because we're like, everything needs a glass of wine with it now. <laughs> Move the coffee to the <laughs> side. It's <laughs> wine time, wine. man. <laughs> We will have chilled rosé or prosecco and some hard-boiled egg. It's clearly become wine with the chicken ladies. Oh, yeah. We could do it either way. So our last variation is a pizza double yes. egg. You're going to add in sun-dried tomato and Ooh. a little bit of parm. Mm-hmm. You can do the non-dairy parm yeah. for you. Yeah. And some pizza spices. Again with the oregano. Thyme a little bit. And here's my thing. You can do a little dollop of pizza sauce right on top. I like it. We just brainstorm and just see, like... We're playing with things from the garden and the spice cabinet. Exactly. Have fun with it. Mm -hmm. You have a lot of eggs. If you don't preserve them, you want to use them. Make some deviled eggs for your friends. Have a glass of wine. Make yourself a happy hour. I sense a theme. Yeah. (laughs) If you have different kinds of deviled eggs that you like that we're not talking about, share your recipe. We would love to see your different varieties. We would love to hear about what you do because we enjoy some deviled eggs. That's for sure. We do. Okay, so should we move on to retail therapy? Retail therapy. Yeah. We are reviewing another product. Manapro very kindly sent us some HydroHen to use with our flocks. Yes. HydroHen is a really nice product. It is essentially probiotics, electrolytes, and acidifiers. It's called a three-in-one. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're getting the benefits of all three things with one gallon of water. You mix it into your drinking water. We have the eight ounce package. So yes. the smallest one, that makes 22 one gallon servings. It has a handy dandy scoop. You mix one scoop and one gallon of water. As we've pointed out before, when you're using supplements, you want to follow the instructions exactly. Yeah. The company that makes the different products, they know how they need to be used. Right. As a consumer, when we buy the products, the electrolytes, the vitamins, we want to be good to our chickens. And we're just like, you need this every day. This is great. Sometimes that isn't the way it is. Right. Especially with electrolytes. There is such a thing as too many electrolytes. You can throw things off balance by giving too many electrolytes. You can cause some serious problems for your chickens if you overdo it with certain vitamins and electrolytes. Right. So follow the instructions. In the case of HydroHan, they tell you to give it out in one waterer and have another waterer next to a regular clean water, nothing in it. And sometimes other companies say nothing about that. So with this product, that's very important to have fresh water available while you're using the HydroHen so they can drink from both. Right. The other option is to have the electrolyte water out for 12 hours and the other 12 hours would be plain water. If you're getting the HydroHen, you're not going to be using it every single day. Just know that. Mm -hmm. So if you have a stretch of 400 degree days, you're only giving it twice. Right. It's so blasted hot this week. It was perfect timing for us to test this because I have been using it with my flock. 
It smells very nice. It smells really good. It's citrusy. Almost scrumptious. Yeah. I, well, <laughs> I've got to tell you, that's one of the reasons I started thinking about wine and mixed drinks. I was like, this is citrusy and light and it smells, it smells good. really, really good. Mm -hmm. And the thing with electrolytes is they need them this time of the year. Yeah. It helps replenish fluids they lose. Very much so. We had a Instagram follower comment that their chickens were having loose stool a lot this time of the year. Yeah. Yep. That is normal. Liquidy poops you see because they're drinking more. They're drinking way more. And that's why we say give melons, give fruits and vegetables that are high in nutrients and water because they need everything. Mm -hmm. So this is really good. There's lots of great things in here. There are probiotics, which is also really helpful for gut flora. Yes. And the electrolytes, again, helps replace salts and things like that that they've excreted from their body. This is under the important in the label. So this is why yes. we're telling you. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a thing. I don't think that is spoken enough amongst the chicken educators. And that is you need to be careful with your use of vitamins and electrolytes. You need to follow exactly how the company yes. wants you to use them. Right. So clean, fresh water without hydrogen should be provided free choice for at least 12 hours each 24-hour period. Mm -hmm. That's like basically like you were saying. You That's I've been day. doing every other day, yeah. But I think it's just as easy to have two bowls of water, one with the mm -hmm. electrolytes, one with yep. fresh water. That way they can go to either. It's very important to do that with this product. All types of poultry. It lists chicken, ducks turkeys, geese, and domestic poultry and waterfowl. So mm -hmm. whatever you have, you can use hydro hen to replenish some electrolytes. Right. You can use it with a mixed species flock. So yes. if you have lots of different poultry, this is appropriate for all of them. Yeah. So I think somebody was messaging us before about a turkey who was sneaking in and eating oyster shells. That was one of our patrons. <laughs> that was Debbie. That was one of our patrons. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, <laughs> this one would be safe for the turkey to come in yes. and take. So yeah, it's really important to read the labels. Like I said, it smells delicious. It does. I know. There's Makes me want to go mix up a pitcher of margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to be like, this is yummy. And maybe that's one thing with developing different products is their sense of smell. It will drive them to it so Could that they? they're going to take in that product. Mm -hmm. But it's a great product. Here's the good thing. Hydrohan, you can get mostly anywhere. Farm yes. supply stores. Mm -hmm. It's on Amazon, our Amazon storefront. Yeah, tractor you can... supply. Any kind of farm supply store, you can find it. And electrolytes are so important this time of the year, the way that they're supposed to be given. Exactly. Can't stress that enough. Right. And I, I'm doing the every other day with it. Yeah. And and I do think it's really helping do in this hot weather. Do you notice them drinking it? Oh, yeah. They drink head. it happily. Yeah. And this is also after someone asked us a question. Any additives in your water that should only be used for one day, even if you have a big water, you do need to dump it yeah. daily. Every yeah. single day. At the end of the night, actually, I dump all my water because I don't want water sitting back there or drawing mosquitoes. So at dusk, water's gone. Yep. And I hate it this time of the year, but the water draws mosquitoes and they get fresh water first thing in the morning yeah. every single day. Yep. So, yes, if you add anything and it's one day once a week, that water is gone after that day. Mm -hmm. It's a great product. It's a great product, really. I think my flock have done really well with it. And a big thanks to Manapro for sending it over to yes, us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So should we tell everybody what we're going to be talking about next week? Next week is a great episode. We're profiling a chicken that needs some help right now. This is a beautiful Mediterranean breed, the Catalana from Spain. We are having a fantastic interview with Dr. Jeanette Berenger from the Livestock Conservancy. We welcome Jeanette back. It's so good to see her. She's one of our favorite guests, and she is going to tell us all about the latest poultry census. Yes. Our recipe, creme brulee. Yes, it's one of her favorites. Yeah, fantastic. 
And for our retail therapy, we're going to be reviewing the Livestock Conservancy's online store. And tell you all about the Livestock Conservancy if you don't know about it. Absolutely. Okay, so what should everybody do? Hug your chickens. Every day and kiss them too. Don't forget. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. If you'd like to see more of us, please follow us on Instagram at Coffee with the Chicken Ladies. If you'd like to help us grow the podcast, please leave us a written review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, please visit our Patreon page, patreon.com slash coffee with the chicken ladies. Thanks for listening.